0: Welcome to The Shining Brightly Show. It's your host with the most, the maestro of the mic, Howard Brown. So glad to have you here. Listen, the sun is shining outside and the sun is shining on this podcast because I have the amazing, the wonderful Jenny Hope Mulks with me today. And you don't understand how thrilled. She is a friend, a mentor, and a coach. Jenny, welcome, welcome, welcome.
1: Well, what a great introduction, Howard. Thank you so much.
0: (laughs) So Jenny is the the friend across the country that we've never met, but I feel like I know I've known her for years, and we're going to tell you that story as well. But let me tell you just a little bit about Jenny, and then she's going to fill in some of the blanks. But Jenny, first and foremost, is a mom. She is a cancer coach and an amazing TEDx uh, speaker, international author, patient advocate, philanthropist, and cancer thriver. But how we met is that she's the founder and CEO of Along Comes Hope. That's a nonprofit that serves children with cancer and their families. And their mission is to provide a service and some financial assistance, emotional support, advocacy, change, and awareness through education. And she helps families. I mean, who does that? It's beautiful. And Jenny uh, had her own personal battle in 2006 with a rare and aggressive cancer called, now I'm going to pronounce this probably wrong, but it's cholangiocarcinoma. Did I do it right? Oh, I did. Uh, giving her um, a short six months, six to 12 months to live and survive. So we're both survivors. It's it's just awesome. And so thriving as many odds, she survived and thrived. And she changed her entire life and her career. And she'll tell you about that. Um, she previously been a pharmaceutical rep and a regional manager. And after her miraculous healing, she left the corporate world to serve children with cancer. And that's just so noble. Um, she's become... The accidental cancer coach to adults as well, and, and many families. So, Jenny, you have really inspired me. And I just, uh, we, we met just by uh, mutual admiration society because I was going through treatment and I had found you and I'd reached out. And um, the first thing I want to do is just say thank you because you supported me. We've got to know each other. And all of a sudden, in the mail, I get hope the bear. Can you can hope make an appearance? Did you mean you got
1: somebody like this?
0: I did. And so for those that are listening,
1: <laughs>
0: Jenny is holding up the cutest, cuddliest little teddy bear with a heart on it. Okay. And it actually has a pod that says a message. What does it say? Love, hope. Is that hope the bear? It. Right. Yep. And then it has a message on it. I have my hope the bear as well. And she puts a personalized message to each person, each child or uh adult that gets it. And you know, even me, okay, at age 50, got a bear. And boy, does that mean a lot. So I got Hope the bear. Uh, I have hope and hope sits in, um, in our bedroom on our bed. And and we love it. And it means a lot because um, I think of you all the time. And I think of the inspiration that you provide to that. So tell us a little bit more. What did I leave out um, from, uh, from your great bio.
1: Well, I love that you connect me with hope. I mean, what a huge honor, right? Uh, to have an inspiring word like that, that people go, oh, that makes me think of you. And that you have hope the bear on your bed. That tells me, one, that you keep hoping your heart every day, but two, you make your bed. And that's <laughs> good.
0: <laughs> that's I do do that. I'm a little disciplined. You know, Mama Nancy Brown said hospital corners. So yeah. I, I do. I do.
1: Absolutely. I get you. Uh, what did you leave out about me? Well, I probably the only thing out of that really long bio was that you left out that I wanted to be a whale trainer when I was in college, and I applied to SeaWorld <laughs> Okay. And they didn't call me back.
0: <laughs> oh, wow! That's a secret I did not know. That uh, Shamu is going uh, to get they get a coach named Jenny. Yeah. Oh.
1: I was like, oh. well, I coach whales, and then I coached volleyball. Um, high school and college, and then I'm like, why not coach whales? I guess I'm going to coach cancer patients instead.
0: (laughs) I love it. Well, first of all, those that are just listening, that if you're viewing on the video, you'll see that she's wearing a beautiful t shirt that's show me your hope. So show me your hope. And also, um, also talk a little bit about, um, the circle of hope because that's the thing I think I missed.
1: Yeah. So, Circle of Hope is on the newer side. So, since you and I have been catching up, um, we are in the early stages of getting it off the ground. So as you know, there's only so much time in a day. And when you are working with cancer patients and caregivers and the one-on-one coaching, there's not enough time to be able to help and serve everybody that needs help. Mm -hmm. So the circle of hope is a virtual platform that is free for all of my along comes hope families. And it has access to everything wellness. I have other coaches on there that specialize in uh, say, yoga and meditation and trauma yoga, grief, nutrition, um, tapping, uh, heart math. So there's all kinds of different modalities of, of easing your angst, as well as gaining additional knowledge on how to treat ourselves better, how to work through times that are challenging and find that, that peaceful space. I also am certified, this is, did not make it on my, my bio, I'm a certified cancer care minister um, and another one of my coaches that he's actually, I coached him and now he's coaching with me. We've got certified together in cancer care ministry through city of hope.
0: Isn't that cool? I did not know that that's new. So, Oh, that's outstanding.
1: We're bringing the spiritual aspect onto it. So it's a 24 seven platform that you can go in and be a part of live fireside chats Uh, with myself and whoever we have on is the guest coach that day or one of our our home coaches Um, or you can go back in and have access to the archives as long as you'd like down the road we also will be providing services that are discounted for anything wellness so if you think of anything wellness that's where we're headed with the circle of hope and it's really to it's things that I thought of from when I had cancer and my that my mom had cancer you know, you know how it is you get on Google and then you start going down into these rabbit holes and how much time it takes. So it's to try to, to reduce misinformation and myths and give you a one-stop shop to be able to just think of yourself in all things wellness, let your medical team be your medical team. I will be your circle of hope.
0: (laughs) It's, It's beautiful. And um, I want to tell you that I've I've heard you use, uh, you know, because I've watched you speak before and we've, uh, you know, known each other now um, at least seven years since I got diagnosed and you created a word called can serve. Tell me the origins of that and how that all came about.
1: Well, that came about in the very early stages of my cancer diagnosis, um, What I was realizing is when you listen to the power of words that they have on you, they can really impact you. Words have energy, words have emotion, words have truth or lies, right? So when they told me I had six to 12 months to live, I was being a good girl and obeying the doctors. I could literally feel my life force was diminishing, Mm-hmm. And I went from being strong and working out five days a week, at least to bedridden very quickly. And I could feel my light going out. And I was realizing, holy cow, I took that cancer, that dark and limitless and scary word that's, you know, we're very handcuffing. Mm-hmm. Um, and instead I'm like, all right, we need to flip this around. And when I, when we created "Along comes hope, I realized how I took cancer and moved it to can serve two powerful words instead of these limiting, this limiting word of cancer. So can serve because we can serve one another. And I truly believe we're here to do that during our time of healing. We are receiving service most often, right? And that's hard to do sometimes and be a graceful recipient is a gift to those giving, but, When we can also be in service and in acting in doing, we can serve, but we're, we're serving whether we're receiving or we're giving, that's what we need to remember.
0: There's so much synergy between us and, and, you know, as both being, you know, patients, survivors, advocates, now you're admin minister to the the title. um, And you're right. There is a darkness. And I think you can give that darkness some space but you can't let it dominate you or else, you know, depression and bad things can happen. You you need to be able to take the light of others and help them lift you up. And that that's where we, you and I are just like in lockstep there. You know, I, I wrote a book that basically is that, you know, a resilient guide to living a, a life to lift up yourself and lift up others. So you and I are in lockstep there. So you, you now have taken that and you are, you use that in your cancer coaching.
1: Correct. Sure. Um, well, like I said, in the bio, cancer coaching became accidental, right? It was, and I'm sure you get this all the time too, because well, one, I was a regional manager in pharma. Uh, before that I was a, a, a sales representative. I'd been in pharma for a long time, many disease states. So, you know, you know a lot about medications, you know, a lot about disease states, you understand clinical studies, but you also understand the medical system mm-hmm. and how to maneuver around it through it when you're getting wall after wall with managed care and trying to get access to, to facilities that, you know, it's going to be eight to 10 weeks. So I was getting these calls and it became um, very overwhelming. And I was realizing, wow, they're all in the same exact position I was in from the beginning of, okay, we got to put our boots on. Let's get to work, figure this out. And so that's what cancer coaching does is it really helps us to align Instead of just going into all the data and details, it's aligning the mind and body with the spirit, because when you're frenetic, your body's not going to be healing and sleeping and doing what you need to do to rid yourself of this, uh, of this cancer. So that's where I come in because I've been on both sides of the fence as a caregiver and a patient.
0: Right. And a pharmaceutical rep. So you have the medical backing as well. So uh, when did Along Comes Hope start? And also you, you started, you focused on families and, and children.
1: Correct. That started 10 years ago, almost to the date. So April 1st, 2013. Yes. Yeah, so God put it upon my heart. It kept being a calling, a calling, a calling to the children to serve the children. And when I was at MD Anderson Cancer Center in Houston, one of my rooms overlooked these two tall, tall buildings across the way that illuminated at night. And it was Children's Hospital. Mm-hmm. And I just, my little boy was four at the time. And today he's 21, literally today.
0: <laughs> Congratulations. Happy birthday. I
1: know. Thank you. Um, and I couldn't imagine that being my child in that, in that cold building with the glass walls and fighting for his life. Like I couldn't imagine that. So I really, I, I know that that's one of the reasons that God put that on my heart. Cause I had such a great empathy as an adult going through it. I couldn't imagine the kids.
0: Yeah, no, it's 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 hard. I I when I was 23, still young onset, I would go sit with the kids in the pediatrics in the Jimmy Fund in Boston at Dana-Farber Cancer Institute too because I didn't have a place for me. Um yeah. you either either old or it was the yeah, kids and where where does a 23-year-old fit? So I, I I can totally understand that and um it's it's horrible that uh, you know anyone young onset or p- PD, uh, you know kids have to go through this. It's, you know, they they don't even have to understand kind of why and what they're going through and they're suffering and the yeah. they, families do need help. And it's amazing that you're there. What would be some initial advice that you give to families? And, 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 and even if you talk to the kids, what, what do you say to them?
1: Well, in the early stages of diagnosis are so important to really set the stage for not only yourself um, and it's how you received the information from your, your caregivers or your providers, your medical team. Um, but also sending that message forward. So you are, you're the platform, you as in the newly diagnosed cancer patient, you're the platform for how the others are going to behave around you. Um, You can set a tone of fear or you can set a tone of hope. You can bring God into it right away that we've got a spiritual higher power here that's in control. Um, But we can also make sure that no matter what we face in this journey, that we're going to thrive, not just survive. And that's really important because Howard, you and I know we're not getting out of here alive. No matter what we do, we can kick and scream. We're not getting out of here alive, but how can we make the best of every one of our days that we still have here? And that might be to 105 and that might be to 65. We don't know or younger. So it's really important to, to when you're bringing the others onto your team, to have a, a mindset and a, an a attitude of hope and that we're going to do this together and uh, and remain positive.
0: Yeah, I, I, I wanna emphasize because I went through cancer in 1989 and 90 when it was analog and then again now 2016 to, to today, seven years, analog and digital is very, very different. It, we, my dad brought home a book about cancer from the library. Uh, with all the digital resource out there, there's a, you know a way to do that. And you said something really important about making sure that you can actually receive. And so in your time in need, okay, you need to be selfish. You need to be able to be able to take help and give people that other joy and share their light with you to help lift you up in your time of need. I wanted to emphasize that again. The second point is that through COVID, um, most people didn't go get checked. You couldn't. Hospitals were flooded, and you didn't go get your mammography, you didn't go get your prostate checked, you did not go get a colonoscopy or a fit test or a colon guard at home, you didn't go get your cardio checked, you didn't go to the dentist, right? You skipped their appointments. And so, I always, you know, say that got to go get screened because, for example, if I would have been screened 10 years earlier, uh, I, I got screened at 50 and, and the age is 45, unless you have actually symptoms, okay, like blood in the stool or cramping or. Uh, stomach uh, pains and things like that, um, or you have family history, you can get screened earlier. But it's it's one of the most misdiagnosed things as far as my colon cancer. There's going to be 155,000 diagnoses, 52,000 deaths this year. We're not going to stop cancer. But right. you can if you get it early enough. If you get it early enough, you can. And for most things, if you get it. So keep up with your health. And so the first thing, and, and it's a big buzzword now, self-love, self-care, but eating right, exercising right, hydrating right, getting sleep, okay all that stuff matters all that totally. stuff matters it really does so i i want to talk to you cuz one of the things that um in our our previous conversations um and and actually what you did in in being inside the last chapter of my book in chapter 18 i just did a podcast called uh, 18 equals life 18 in judaism equals chai and chai means life and there's 360 pages 18 chapters and one of the things that we spoke about and when we interviewed for uh, being in the last chapter was Becoming um, a hope maker or a hope taker. Okay, and again, this is all trademarked for you and all that. But uh, it sits with me. Okay, hope the bear sits with me. Um, along comes hope. But t- tell me how you came up with that, and, and give people some definition and some some, some uh, something about that a little deeper.
1: Of course, yeah, I'm glad you touched on that. Um, I, that goes back again to your energetic surroundings. So being in the corporate world. And pharma was, um, it's a very competitive field. Uh, I had a wonderful company, but sometimes it's never enough. I had wonderful support when I went out sick. Um, I had wonderful support before that. Things changed though when we got bought out. But point being, we can be around people that suck the energy out of us, that do not help fill our cup um that are very negative that um are fear-based uh it's all these things that and there's a great way to to decide if they're a hope maker or a hope taker how do you feel when you leave them do you feel regenerated and you know vivacious and full of life and be like wow that was so amazing to just have that great chat i always feel like that when i chat with you or do you come home and you're like Oh my gosh, I got to go to bed. I need a beer or whatever. They're, they just suck the life out of you. Those hope takers, they really chip, chip and chip away at your spirit. Um, and the hope makers, that's who ended up being my treatment team. I mean, when I walked into to MD Anderson, I'd gone to five different doctors and facilities. When I walked into MD Anderson, everything there was hope filled. From the guy that parked our car at valet, to the person that did my labs, to whoever was greeting us at the front, to the nurses, to triage, and my physicians, it was amazing the energy there. And and hope is an energy. Um, And being a hope maker and a hope taker is an energy. So I recommend highly to surround yourself with hope makers because they will make your life so
0: much more complete. Well, I want to take it even further because you, you and I are aligned that we are building a movement of, of hope makers because what I, my gospel is that we lift ourselves up. So you take care of yourself, build that foundation back, and then you go help others. There's so many people in need. I mean, a random act of kindness, an act of giving, uh, taking a walk, uh, sending someone uh, a joke. Uh, but also filling your own cup and going to your happy place. Mine's the basketball court. Others can be cooking and traveling and art and yoga. But you you can lift yourself, lift up others, and then we join hands and become this force multiplier for good and positive change. That's a hope maker, and that's what we're building. That's the movement. And I'm um, we are joined. You and I are our tag team on that for sure. So now you you did mention um, you know we, we there, there's lots of people that are going through. Um, you know, treatment, when you get said that that cancer diagnosis, uh, some people say that that your um, survivorship starts on that day, doesn't feel like it, but use the word thriving versus surviving, uh, versus surviving. And so why is it important that you differentiate that?
1: Uh, I think surviving is underplayed, because that can mean just kind of like trotting along, how you doing today? I'm surviving, right? Yeah, yeah. Thriving is taking in life, taking in the beauty of that blue sky, um, taking in the sparkle of your baby's eyes or the laughter that you hear on a playground when you're walking by the bird I'm hearing chirping outside. It's it's your senses truly coming alive and having this great appreciation for all the, the, the beautiful things that God has created around us. And that's where gratitude plays into our healing, into our role. Um, And I'm not just feeling fluff. Like I really feel like when I was diagnosed, realizing that all of a sudden I could hear this clock ticking because before that I took life more for granted. I assumed I was going to be here 110 years (laughs) and all of a sudden I'm like, oh, that clock is loud, but the greens became greener on the grass and the blues became bluer in the sky. And that little bug that was walking by, I actually would watch my son stop and pick it up. It was just, I was enthralled at watching life through him too. It's, it's truly a joy to capture life that way. So I recommend to thrive well before you have any life challenges <laughs> so that you can enjoy every step of it.
0: Yeah. So also um, you're, you, you, you did a TEDx. So just, just tell, tell me what was that like? What was that like to be able to share your message uh, on a TEDx stage.
1: It was such an honor. It really was to be selected as a speaker for this, um, obviously for this platform, because it's worldwide. Yeah. And I really felt like it was a message that that God wanted me to have out there. And um, he put most of the message on my heart, how to deliver it. Of course, afterwards, when you watch the, the video and stuff, you have so much, so much that you want to critique about it but it just needed to be from the heart and real and authentic. Um, and, and I feel like it came off that way.
0: It was uh, awesome.
1: Thank I, I <laughs> hope like, the bear uh,
0: was a special guest with you.
1: Yes. And hope the bear left with all of our attendees too. So oh, that wow. they can go home and spread hope. And oftentimes when I give hope to somebody like that, I'll, I'll encourage them to spread hope forward. So you might right. be bringing it home, but you might be giving it to somebody else that, you know, needs that message.
0: Exactly. So, listen, we're not this. This we we take cancer very seriously. It is um, complex. Um, It affects so many people more than the patients, uh, the caregivers, and your families. And um, but we're both trying to actually, you know, move things forward and and help people. Um, And um, I don't know if you know that I'm I'm now the chairman of Poland Town of the board of directors. So we're helping 10,000 folks that uh, have colorectal cancer. There are resources. So please seek both of us out. Is a message that um, I want that we we have big networks and we can. If we can't serve you, we know people who can um, of all different types of cancer. So that's that's the major message I want to push out to the audience and things like that. Well, this is the time we're going to put on my sunglasses, Jenny, and you already are shining, but you're shining even brighter now. So my light is shining to you, and we're going to do the shining brightly spotlight. So you're going to tell people. I know you have something that you want to give away, and you're going to, I'll do that, but also uh, tell them how they can get in touch with you. Uh, Do your giveaway and then give me some final comments, and we're going to take the show home.
1: Absolutely. I have a wonderful, heartfelt, it's heartwork coloring book journal. So it's actually filled with poetry, with places to color. Places to work together through fear. And uh, I've I've had such great feedback from families that have worked on it together, as well as kids that just work on it on themselves. So there's going to be a link that Howard will put, I assume, in our show notes. Yes. And you can download the whole 87-page coloring book for yourself if you would like, done by artists that are working from the heart to donate back to Along Comes Hope. And speaking of donating to Along Comes Hope, if you would like to support our children with cancer, you can text the word "Hope Maker" to four four three two one. You just text that; I'll send you a link, and you can make a tax deductible donation to our mission, which we would greatly appreciate. And you can find me as both a cancer coach and about Along Comes Hope at my email, Jenny J E N N Y at alongcomeshope.com, or you can call me at 888-802-HOPE, H-O-P-E.
0: That's that four-letter word we love. That's so right. It's amazing. But all this will be put in the show notes. All will be put on the links and on social media. So uh, give me some closing uh, closing statements that you want to make.
1: First of all, I want to congratulate you on spreading hope and shining brightly throughout this world if there's anything that these last few years have taught us is that we can make a difference one at a time as we ripple that energy through this world and you are doing it and i'm honored to be a part of doing it with you Um, you can count me in all the way howard Uh, the last thing that i would like to say is you are never alone everybody that's out there listening do not make this journey alone cancer is a team sport as a caregiver you can really go down a hill if you're not taking care of yourself i'm here to support you howard's here to support you reach out if you have questions um if you have friends that have been diagnosed anything please just share our information because we don't want you to walk this journey alone it'd be my honor to escort you
0: through it oh, i love that and uh, it is a team sport so thank you for listening or if you're watching um, the, the Shining Brightly show. This is all about inspiration. And Jenny, you inspire me and in the work that you do. Um, and uh we join hands and do this together. And so uh people you can get a hold of me at shiningbrightly.com. Uh there's great information about the book, which Jenny is in in the final chapter, and also uh my speaking uh for podcasting at any stages, live and virtual, as well as there's cancer information and screening information in there as well. Plus, there's uh, there's discussion guides on survivorship, mentorship, and interfaith. They're very interesting, free downloads that you can do that as well um, there. So I will close the show by saying that if we choose to shine brightly just a little bit each day for ourselves, for others, and for our communities, the world will be a better place. Jenny, I'm honored to have you, and thank you.
1: Thank you so much, Howard.
0: Thank you. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Shining Brightly with me, Howard Brown. Come interact with me at shiningbrightly.com. And remember, keep on shining.